Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 136. On this episode, we break down the me querida tricky traka by our friend Stevie Saka. Uh, pretty excited to break this down. Wanted to do it in 2019, but here we go. First cigar review, I think, maybe of 2020. Maybe it's not. I forget what we've done recently. But either way, super excited to break this down. So let's get into it. Hey, did you know Kobe Bryant died? Yeah. Yeah, you know weird about that whole thing? I feel like all the big news happens right after we record an episode. Yeah, kind of. So we have to be the assholes that wait an entire week but hey, at least before we, we can even talk about it. At least we it. won't get the facts wrong by the time we get around to it because everybody That's else true. speculates. That's true. Yeah, we now... We now know it was confirmed nine five people. Cur- five people dead. Oh, nope. There nope, is four other bodies. Definitely nine people in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So we, you and I hit up the cigar lounge last week on Sunday, and I remember just sitting in the parking lot for a second, just perusing through my your phone. Eyes out. Oh. And I was, And I thought, you know when you like the first to kind of see something unhatch online? Yeah. That you, like, it's sad that my head now goes towards that's fake. Like fake deaths. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, well, this, this of course isn't real. And then I had to do just a, just a slight bit more digging because literally it had just, this shit just came out. Yeah. And then I walked in cigar lounge and they were covering on news. I was like, holy shit nuggets, man. That's crazy. Very, very wild. And then there was another thing where a, uh, where an, a, a woman, a, a regular patron of a cigar lounge went into one and shot two people yes. and then killed herself. So I actually have that pulled up because, oh. <laughs> hey, let's say in cigar news, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this, but the guy that she killed that she shot in the back of the, the head is a, is a retired state trooper. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was with two other off-duty police officers at the time that were his friends. Now, here's the thing. This happened in Chicago. Chicago is my beloved second home. I pretty much have coined it. And this particular cigar lounge, a friend of mine that I work with, um, another organization that my company partners with, has become a good friend of mine, also listens to the show, also smokes cigars. This cigar lounge is like three minutes from his house, and he goes in there all the time. Damn. It's where he picks up all of his goodies. So I was like, holy shit, man. Like, just absolutely insane that, that something like that happens now. People are trying to make a connection as to why she shot this particular person in the back of the head because it's clear from everything that happened that it was very intentional. Like directed towards them. Now, the reality around the whole situation is is that they didn't not know each other. They knew each other because they've they've associated associated with each other in the past, right? Yeah, so they've been on the cigar lounge together. There's a connection there that has not yet been made or I don't want to say discovered through this investigation. Yeah. Something had happened between those two people. Oh, I mean. Because she intentionally went after him and then pulled the gun gun on herself and killed herself. Dude, it's simple. Mistress. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking that she was a lover, that he probably... um, cut ties with potentially and she went off the rocker she did shoot the other two officers and i think they're in stable condition now but the other the other guy it was like execution style back of the head and done so i think the intentionality was specifically around this one gentleman um and the other two just you know happened to be uh 
I would say unwilling participants in her whole scheme to wreak havoc. So yeah, it's pretty wild though, man. It's there's nothing it's crazy more... like that shit just like happens so quickly. Yeah, and there's nothing more terrifying than a woman with a gun. Let me explain. I'm not yeah. saying that it's an emotional thing that makes this situation scary. It's the fact that women have a natural ability to squeeze the trigger so right, and they are fucking amazing aims. Yeah, it actually is true. Um, my and wife is scary. a perfect example of somebody who is very, very deadly with a firearm. It's uh, scary. Yeah, yeah, it it's makes nothing me, to do with their emotional stability. It makes stability. me nervous sometimes. <laughs> it's yeah. just how good of a shot they are. Um, Except with shotguns, have you ever seen those videos? Or women are trying to shoot shotguns and they oh, come back when they get jacked in the face, jacked in the face, blow their shoulder off. Oh, those yeah. are hysterical. Yeah, it makes me laugh every single time. It, it's a, it's fucking unfortunate that you can't even enjoy a lounge experience or any experience without the risk of some fucking crazy person just walking in there. And it's like the think of the coincidence by which those things happen too. Yeah, you would wild. never think it would happen to you, and then like something happens to you you're like wow i never thought that was gonna happen right and i feel like it just i don't know it makes it can make you paranoid yeah you know oh i, agree. I think it's the biggest thing it well, makes you paranoid you know there's it's like even weird now so like going out into public places that i go to where i feel relatively safe and comfortable yeah i still find myself sometimes like taking notice to things that seem out of place yeah and being extra defensive towards those things like if i see somebody and i go something's not right about that person i'll like remove myself away yeah. from that particular person as to just like 99.9 percent .9 of the time nothing's gonna happen right but yep. it's it's almost like risk assessment and then risk dude being risk adverse at the same dude, time like was, just trying to like remove yourself from any potential happening dude i was i was learning about stuff because i'm i'm in kind of a self-improvement phase where i try to do things that you know would improve my way of thinking in life sure and the one thing i learned very recently is there's two types there's two oh. types of fears right two types the first type is primal fears these are the things that we use from a survivability standpoint mm. which i think is what you're talking about right? yeah it's this like fight or flight, like save myself type of thing where sometimes intellect and, and then the second fear is intellectual fears. Intellectual fears are ones that we manufacture in our brains. Like fear of being dumb, dumb, fear of failing, like, mm. you know, the things mm. like that. So, um, but what's interesting is that a lot of the intellectual fears are completely overridden by primal fears. So like when you're in a standpoint of like, oh, a cougar's attacking me. Right. Like your fears of like not paying your bills the next day are, like yeah, right. are gone. Yeah, great, greatly diminished. <laughs> greatly diminished. Yeah. But it was really cool to like like hear like we like primal fears, like the survivability, like that are just naturally ingrained in our DNA right. to respond to a fight or flight thing. Right. It's fucking crazy. So when you see something that does feel out of the ordinary or that could put you in a situation that makes you vulnerable, that primal fear kicks in. It's like either I'm going to fucking run or right. avoid it. Right. Or I'm going to fucking kill it. Right. We should kill it. Kill it. Yeah. I think th undoubtedly it's always kill it. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a little baby attacking you with a little baby knife, you go and kill that ooh, baby. Like a Chucky doll. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You're going to kill, kill that baby. Tall. Yeah. Yeah, totally. If it's like a sweet little, let's say it's like a sweet little Bichon comes yeah. running at you and you know it's going to attack your leg, you're going to kill that Bichon. Oh, yeah, dude. And like, what if like the 
the Bichon had like a little mini gun strapped to its back and it's just firing wildly <laughs> into a crowd, I'd kill that Bichon. I'd, I'd murder a Bichon for sure. Yeah. I'm talking about killing dogs and clearly anybody who listens to this knows I'm like the biggest dog lover ever. But a so Bichon, don't go fucking off the rails. But a Bichon with a mini gun strapped to his back is a fucking deadly thing. Or if you can capture the Bichon, you could use it to your advantage. Like the weapon or the Bichon? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a Bichon with a minigun on its back. I think that'd be cool. What if what if the minigun was triggered by a Bichon howl? It's like <laughs> do, do Bichons howl? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. Maybe. But it's not a bad idea. I like where your head's at. Um so TPE wrapped up just a day ago. And uh that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we ha- super lackluster it seemed like we had some buddies that were attending and uh yeah i mean as long as it's good for them it's you know great but yeah so so here's here's the weird thing and here's kind of what i'm deducing from the whole thing and i think part of it's i think it's part of a much larger conspiracy you think okay so you have drew state you sure. have some of these big guys that we said have pulled out of pca mccall cigars is one yeah, of them yeah. um there's some other ones sprinkled in there ventura cigars but guess who all showed up at tpe all of them. Yeah, they were all there. Yeah. So you have those brands who back out of PCA, involve themselves in TPE. TPE, not solely cigar-focused, but also focused on vape, CBD, weed. cannabis, <laughs> and cigars, which is kind Let's of... call it weed. It's kind of a weird thing because like, I don't hate all of it being lumped together. I don't think it's bad for the industry. I think it is. I think it's just strange. I think it's bad. Why? Because we're already being in a, a certain tax bracket and regulation on tobacco, and then you see all of them in the same fucking event. Yeah, but then you have the idea that, but then you have the idea of like those, you have four different pieces of what you consider tobacco related products and yeah. vaping coming together to help fight the regulatory part. It doesn't mean that because you're lumped together means you're necessarily the same. I think it's more just a united front type thing more so than it is saying you're just one thing. Let's repeat it together. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, there you go. You know, say it with me. The The enemy enemy of of your enemy enemy is my my friend. mate. My mate. We're lovers. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, if there wasn't a whole lot of coverage, I paid attention to it as much as I could throughout the week. Um, it seemed like, and I don't know, maybe for me, it's just strange. Cause I, I, I come from and work in another industry. Obviously cigars is my passion. Yeah. I involve myself, you know, in this stuff to a very high degree, but I also work in another industry that just, it's so different. Because I look at, and I was just kind of looking at pictures, some of the interviews that were done, and it just seemed like super, super low attendance, which is okay. I mean, depending on how much you're paying for it, but you're still having to go out to Vegas. You're still having to go through the, you know, the whole action of setting everything up, making sure you're, you know, ready for conversations, meetings, and so on. And it just didn't seem like it was super well attended, just from what I could tell. Now, I'm just saying that. I don't know personally. Maybe just all the pictures that I saw, no one was in the background. What if it was um, like... What if it was like one of those like really awkward like school dances where everybody's just sitting on the opposite sides of the right the room and like no one's talking. Could be. I'm I'm hoping what it was for everybody was quality, not quantity, because it didn't appear that quantity was there. It's just it's just different for me because like I go to trade shows in Vegas and I go to ones where there's forty thousand people. But some of the small intimate ones are just as good. 
It's true. And that, I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that's what it is. I was actually very intrigued by TPE because if you look at the list of cigar exhibitors, it's not necessarily all the big names, but like the people that you would want to be there were there, which I think is good. I think it's good for the industry. I think it's good for diversification in terms of like what are you going to participate in? I think it seemed to me at least that there was more of some of the heavy hitters and cigars participating in TPE this year than there ever has been in previous years. Like it just, I don't know. It seemed like the melding of those worlds made more sense this year than it did in the past. It just seemed like it was pretty low attendance, all things considered, but you know, who am I? Who do I, what do I know? Yeah. It could have been a, like a peaceful suburbia like setting. It's like, right. Hi, Arturo. Hi, Jonathan. True. Right. Uh, I do have to give just, just a quick shout out because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Erica Arroyo was on a panel at TPE um, speaking on women in the cigar industry. I thought that was pretty cool. Amy was in there as well, and hers was around merchandising and retail, which I thought was pretty sweet. Mm. And then Indiana Ortez was also in the one yeah. with Erica. So I, I watched as much of those as I could, just people filming from the audience, um, which I thought was it was pretty cool. So it was nice to see that you know people that we've become friends with and have associated with for a period of time are really making a huge impact. And it was cool that they gave them the platform at TPE to do those things. I mean, it was it seemed really cool because you're you're in the midst, right? You have these cigar portions of it, but then you also have the cannabis portion. You also have the vape portion. They're doing classes and education on those as well. So it was nice that the consider consideration was made for them to participate in those things. I thought it was pretty cool, worthwhile for sure. Yeah, I thought it was neat. Could yeah. you imagine us speaking at one of those things? Oh, it'd be a train wreck. It'd be a shit. The best part is so. <clears throat> I think a lot of people, and we talk on the podcast, I think a lot of people probably think we're dum-dums, but we articulate very well. Like when I have to speak to people in person and I'm conducting business, I'm a whole different human being. So I think like having a stage setting like that would be different for me, but I also think there would be like an expectation that if we ever had to share a stage that people, yeah. people would expect us to be who we are on the podcast, yeah. which you would give them, but I probably wouldn't give them. Yeah, what's interesting is if you think I'm a dumb dumb, you're right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. So, Self-identified, and we've done tests. There's a side to me you haven't seen, and there's probably no reason for you to see that side. But just, yeah, that's true. But just know this is my true self. I have to be, which which kind of weird is that. I have to be the balance sometimes of your stupidity. Yes. Not even your stupidity. I would just say. I just like, put it on thick. Yeah. And there's like a, a lack of sensibility sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So like I have, I have to be the balance because most of the time, like in my real life, and I think you are the same way that. So during the day, I'm 100% all business pretty much all the time. Like I, I, I wear that hat for at least a minimum eight hours a day, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to customers, being in front of people, you know, vendors and so on and so forth. Like I'm yeah. all business. So when I'm not business, then I become real me. Real me dresses down and like torn up fucking sweats, torn up fucking shorts, backwards hat. I'm goofy, fucking do really random dumb shit. Um, always hurting myself in some way, shape or form. Like it's just a different me. And it's really the me that's kind of exposed on the podcast. But again, I still have to be that balance. Like I have to be the educated one for the most part on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where you just get to be you. Yeah. 
my intellect on this show is like a thin layer of mayonnaise and the rest of it's just garbage <laughs> <laughs> on a sandwich gross <laughs> shit sandwich <laughs> That was pretty funny. So let me ask you this question. Do you think next year TP will be a bigger show for cigars or a lesser show for cigars based on what you know? TP will always be for number two. <laughs> you know? What about TPE? Uh, <laughs> Toilet paper extra. <laughs> yeah. If it's like three, four ply, sure, it's got a chance. Yeah, I think um, I use, sometimes use TP for number one to just get the, the little dribbles, get the dribbles. You know what I found out more and more as I get older? <laughs> I, have, I have a leaky faucet. <laughs> as I get older, I feel like the rubber grommet that's inside my <laughs> penis is starting to break Dude, apart. I have to do the same, but here's where it gets interesting. I have to literally, I'm going to stand up. I know you're not going to really be able to see this. But I just know how my balls and bladder works. So like I have to do squats to, to like try to like force it out in every which way. Are you serious? Yeah, because if just if I just shake it, it's not enough. So it seems like, like a prostate issue. So I have to like tug it like tap it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to like do squats to, to like So you do that, here's what I do. So I do this <laughs> I do this move. Hold on, let me take this band real quick. I do this move. This is how I shake it all out. For anybody who's watching this, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to hear me for a second. I do this move. I just go. <laughs> See, that don't work. It does. I, like, but here's the thing. You have to do it at the midway point, yeah. and you really have to shake it fast. Sometimes if I still feel like some, some pee in my urethra, I like have to dab the, like, <laughs> the, go- the gooch. Just like <laughs> while, while in the squat position. <laughs> Dude, you make it look like one of those old well faucets. <laughs> You have to like turn a knob and then you like squeeze dude, the handle. It's so true though. I have to. Oh, that's not right, dude. You may have a prostate <laughs> issue. Maybe. I just got to really shake it out hard, which is. Oh. I'll tell you what. Early in the morning, that's just a process, dude. I, this is no joke. This happened to me. <laughs> I think I. Who did I text? I text someone last week that I did this to. It may have been Dave. Um. God damn. Who was it? Anyway. Uh, so I just like, I was in a rush cause I had to go to Columbus and I, I took a piss before I left, got in the car and didn't have an adequate shake mm. and literally started driving and just peed myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yeah. I don't want to say dribble. I mean, I like straight on like pissed in my pants <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, luckily I had an hour and a half drive, so it, it's going to dry up by then. But I was like, and I was wearing jeans, so I wasn't really concerned about it. But I'm like, God damn it. I'm with Just you. getting older, man. It's like every year it becomes more of a challenge. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I pee a lot in the nighttime too now. I do Or I too. didn't used to. I chug water though. That's why. I, I do too. I chug a ton of water. Like I'll pick up, I'll drink a whole fucking bottle of water. Yeah. Like a big bottle. Yeah. Like the big gulps. Same. I'll drink one like throughout the night. I don't know why. If you also our, have our problems, room's humidified, so if you also sense. have peeing at this age, just send your comments to the hot ticket pod yeah. at Instagram. Yeah, you could certainly do that. <laughs> share your. We'll, pee, we'll love share, to address your piss share stories. Your, share your leaky pee stories. <laughs> God, yeah, it's, it gets bad sometimes, man. It yeah. really does. Yeah, I have a this system, and uh, it's been effective. Right. Corey's splitting the upholstery in this chair. 
It's bad. It's so bad right now. Oh, God. Glad you lit that candle. <laughs> That's the reason I lit that candle. <laughs> spiced gingerbread. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's the candle. Yeah. Spiced ginger butt. Yeah. Um, we do have a review today. <laughs> Chris, what are we reviewing today? Oh, the, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It's the Micarita Tricky Chaka by Mr. Osaka. <laughs> such a fucking crazy name that yeah. be that tricky tracker by stevie saka it sounds like that stick song like <laughs> double tricky tracker i so i so badly want to play that song yeah. but i cannot do it because copyright. instagram and youtube flag the fuck out of those i things also and they did will just wreck your show i also sang it at a weird octave so that <laughs> youtube wouldn't pick it up either <laughs> genius yes yeah dude it would be funny when i post this if they flag it just from you doing that i'm trying to make sure they don't yeah that'd be that'd be unfortunate if they did um so yeah we've got a review and we're gonna get into it um but before we do so we're gonna take a quick break and uh you guys are gonna listen to our fucking sponsor ad and you're gonna fucking like it so hang tight right there we'll be back at you in literally like a minute and 16 seconds mm-hmm. hang tight i am struggling a bit i've been feeling really overwhelmed when i walk into the humidor there's just too many cigars to choose from and i never know what to pick i'll get the hot flashes my ibs begins to act up from all the pressure of it it'd be really nice if someone could just choose for me well have you ever heard of my cigar pack what in the dickens is my cigar pack? Well, I'll tell you. My Cigar Pack is a premium cigar club designed to cater unique packs to your door through an innovative platform that takes all the guesswork out of choosing those perfect cigars. Right you are, Corey. They send you five individual premium cigars, a reusable pouch with a Beveda pack, and an add-on item that complements your experience. You can choose from three different options, a mild medium pack, medium pack, or a medium full pack, And My Cigar Pack works hand-in-hand with real cigar experts and manufacturers to design each monthly combination. Yeah, and you can choose between their monthly subscription pack for $39.99 or a one-time purchase for $49.99, and shipping is always complimentary. Visit MyCigarPack.com today to sign up now. New customers will receive $10 off their first order. That's up to a 25% savings off your first pack. Type in promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive your $10 off. Again, visit MyCigarPack.com and enter promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive $10 off your first purchase. Get it, dongers. Very much Mr. Thank you. All right. Did you get your fill? Sure did. You feel better? I do. All right. <clears throat> so we're back, and we have a review today. We we're breaking down the Mi Corrida Tricky Chaka by Stevie Saka. <laughs> pretty stoked about it i love the fucking name <laughs> so good um th- obviously this cigar came to us in 2019 i believe this was an ipcpr release of course off the original me queer line what I, w- I this is a cigar one that i wanted to get my hands on for a long time and they're just okay again we're in fucking ohio like no one has these fucking things and it's maddening so getting your hands on them is tough so i just i was like fuck it Went to Small Batch's site, ordered them, like Small Batch, thank you so much. You package your shit like brick cocaine, yeah, um, which is awesome. 
So I got them from Small Batch along with some others. Really excited to smoke this cigar because it was a pretty anticipated release when it came out. Of course, and everybody knows about Steve Saka. They know how good he is at blending. So it was one that I was very, very, very excited to smoke. Very excited to put on the podcast. And here we are. We've made it. Yep. Um, what I think is weird. So I, I saw a picture the other day from, I think it was from TPE of Steve Saka. And I swear to God, it was like, I was looking at him. I would go, I was like, I guarantee that guy goes into a grocery store and haggles groceries. Yeah. He looks like a guy who goes in the grocery store and he's in the checkout line. He's like, I'll pay you $2 for this. And the lady's like, scans it, goes, this is four fifty. I'll give you two fifty. <laughs> like he looks like that guy. He looks like the guy who literally just sits at like 9 a.m. at Von Maurer and just sits by the clearance rack for the big and tall section waiting him for just reload everything. That's very possible. He looks like that kind of guy. I'm pretty sure he's Japanese. He could be Japanese. He doesn't look Japanese, but he does look like a sumo wrestler. Like a name like Sokka. He's just a very stout guy. That wasn't a fat joke, by the way. Just stout. You know how like sumo wrestlers just have like a low center of gravity? Have you ever seen a picture of Steve yeah. Saka? Like you could tell that guy probably at one time played football. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah, because totally he's that. just like a stout, just stocky, yeah. just broad motherfucker. Thank you very much, Mr. Osaka. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Um, okay, let's get into this review. Sure. Let's break this bad boy down. Chris, before we actually get into the components of the cigar, how do we break these things down? I'm glad you asked, Corey. Each cigar review starts with a total of 60 possible points and is broken down into three main categories. 10 points for construction, 20 points for burn, and 30 points for flavor. We then deduct points for less than optimal construction, burn, and flavor and see if the cigar is worth the price for a possible 1% bonus or deduction. And then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of 60. Boom. There it is. Boom. Now, <clears throat> usually going through that whole explanation is a little bit tricky, Traka, because like, there's some like wordplay and some right. rhyming. and Sure. It's like Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Right. Like that, that's, it's like that. What do they call that? Alliteration? Yeah, something like that. I almost said onomatopoeia, but that's like, boom. I just call, it, I just call it mouth fumbling. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, this cigar, rapper type, Connecticut Broadleaf. Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan and Dominican filler types. Yes. Comes in at roughly ten seventy five a cigar. So I just rounded up to eleven dollars, ten fifty. We smoke this in a Robusta five by fifty two. Yes. Absolutely great profile. Thank you, Mr. Osaka, for providing us with the details of this cigar because some brands don't like to show this off but i i commend someone who goes this is what's in it maybe you didn't tell us what region what seed but the point of the matter is you provided us with enough details to actually give a decent cigar review of this fucker that's true and do you realize i don't know that you realize this but i realized it uh as soon as i was kind of filling everything out yeah is that we haven't reviewed a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper cigar in quite some time. Really? Now, we talked about them for yeah, the 2019 them. Uh, Top Cigars. Sure. But we haven't actually reviewed one in a long time. Yeah. So, it's been a while. So, I'm excited. I love Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper types. Of course, one of my favorites. Um, and I think not even always because of a flavor component, but a lot of times just because of how well they 
they can be constructed in terms of like their thickness, the toothiness of those cigar wrappers. They're just beautiful aesthetically. Domo origato, Mr. Osaka, for providing us with another Connecticut Broadleaf to review in the first one of 2020. It's definitely the first one of 2020. Um, let's get into it, Chris. What did you think about this cigar in terms of its construction? Now, you mentioned Mr. Osaka was a stout sumo-ish man. Yes. No. Felt like a brick shit house. I think the cigar is the exact same. This is a dense, stout cigar. It is a Robusto, so it is on the smaller size as far as size. But what you get with it is a jam-packed full cigar of nothing but goody-goody tobaccos. This thing was like a fucking rock. And when I say it was like a rock, it was like a rock. If I would have thrown it at you from a distance of 10 feet and it smacked you in the head, there's likely to be a concussion. Yeah. On top of that, one of the smoothest textually cigar I've ever touched. Smooth. That Connecticut yeah, on thick broader, it yeah. was so smooth. Like, there was no weird wobbly. There was hardly any veinage to even speak of. But it was this one of the smoothest cigars. And on top of that, the dome that was constructed on top of this cigar, a.k.a. the head, a.k.a. the, the part that has the caps, triple cap construction, like fucking flawless. Yeah. And I will say this, though. This going to you, Sokka. You're being a little tricky chaka when just taking the Mikarida, like dark blue label, and just making it red. <laughs> yeah. It threw me off. <laughs> it threw me off. Yeah, it did. So. It threw him off because he's technically colorblind. Yeah. So. I can't conf- see the red. Fucking confuse him. You yeah. Gotta change it up. Um, I agree with you in terms of construction. Almost everything that you said. I thought the construction on this cigar was a marvel at a minimum. And I say that because we always kind of anticipate and expect the construction of a cigar to be at least adequate, right? right. We look at it and say, okay, it's at least got to meet this particular standard. I looked at this cigar, and this is one of those ones that, especially if you're reviewing often, everything kind of seems to blend together. It's like adequate, 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 adequate. Good, this is great, this is awesome, and you get some variances in between. This cigar, in my opinion, stands out completely on its own. Chris mentioned the cap structure itself was absolutely flawless. I don't think I've ever seen caps laid on the head of a cigar ever. I mean, it was like yeah. the attention to detail was is it was over and above. It was almost it was almost too much. It was almost like you didn't have to go that far. The wrapper type itself very thick, very dense. The cigar, you are exactly right. It's like a fucking rock, and I mean that in terms of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah absolutely just thick and ripped this cigar to me construction wise stands out from other cigars i would say probably even in terms of most of the cigars that we smoked in 2019 i could take this one and separate it from all the others and actually put in my notes i wish we awarded points towards construction that was points yeah because because the reality is at least on the construction side the the bar is set relatively low like you know the 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 average right like the the standard the like it's set relatively low but we still grade it because there are times when cigars are poorly constructed yeah but like nine times out of ten or or even like i want to say 20 you know 19 out of 20 times or maybe even higher like it's always above 
the standard. Yeah. But that's why we still do it. But yeah, of course. Um, dude, but you know, like though I can't even describe how like smooth the construction was. It's like, have you ever like rubbed your finger over two conjoining surfaces? Yeah. And like you can tell when it like when one joins when the one other. joins the other. Right. With the cap structure, I swear to fucking God, it was like the smoothest, like tight fucking construction I have ever had. It's just like one you just can't the tell there's you could barely tell there was a seam there. Like there was any difference in the wrapper. It was so well constructed. Yeah, they they absolutely amazing in terms of construction. One of the best that I've seen in a long time and, and for me particular in this one sample that I smoked is absolutely flawless. Literally stood apart from most cigars that I've smoked. And I can't actually draw on a time of which I've looked at construction the construction of a cigar and looked at it in the same sense that I looked at this one and said, okay, this is an absolute marvel. It's been a long time because I can't even recall the last time I looked at that and was like, holy shit, this thing's incredible. Um, so absolutely wonderful on the construction. But how does that play into the burn? Chris, what did you think about the burn overall? I'll say it again. Domo origato, Mr. Osaka. The burn was just as good as the fucking construction. What's crazy about this cigar, it was a, like a one puffer. Now, typically, you hear me say one to two puffs, like if it's amazing burn, right? Easy draw, full body draw, great smoke production, right? This one, it was like, right? Like a one hit, one hit. And it just kept doing that one hit, full fucking plumes of smoke. But what was more interesting about the draw, and it was a nice kind of decent resistance from the cigar, like even with the fillers being as packed as they were. I never had an issue with draw. Like the draw was really quite airy for how much fucking tobacco was in this. But one thing that stood out the most during this entire draw process, full body smoke. Yeah, that's great, Chris. Most cigars can do that. Not really, but good ones do. The one thing that made this burn stick out the most, and I probably got to give kudos to the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. I have never seen such a tight line of a consistent burn all the way fucking down this cigar. It's like we were smoking the same exact cigar. Like, it was the most even fucking straight line burning all the way down on, when, you know, on the foot of the cigar. It, even when I ashed it, even when I did a whole test, that cigar burned so fucking evenly. I have never seen a cigar burn, burn like that. Yeah. Like, ever. Flawless fucking burn yeah mine was the same exact way and i love the color of the ash that it leaves behind too not that that always makes a difference but it was that kind of slight grayish white ash it was very thick um i had the same in terms of the burn it was actually something that was a little bit of a wow factor for me when i was smoking yeah. it because i just anticipated at some point not even that things were going to get wonky but just that perfect line all the way down it yeah. reminded me of those little snakes that you light yeah. And they kind of like, you know, yeah. burn off and it's just a nice even trail. It's exactly what the cigar reminded me of. And the draw on this cigar for me was absolutely perfect. The amount of smoke production with just the right resistance is always what I look for in a burn experience, yeah. just in a yeah, draw yeah. on a cigar. And that's exactly what this cigar gave us. I just think the the utilization of the different tobacco types plus that fucking Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a lot of smoke production from everything, but just the balance that you get as a result of all those components put together. It just seems very thoughtful. So I really, really, really like the cigar. I love the burn. I had absolutely zero issues, zero challenges, no deductions, hold test, flawless. I mean, this cigar, in, in terms of the smoking experience itself, 
was a true finger burner. You kind of wanted to watch it stay consistent all the way through, which is exactly what it did. So I really, really like this cigar. Nothing overly challenging at all. Thought it was great in terms of the burn. So right now we've got damn near perfect construction, damn near perfect burn, but arguably the most important part of what we do here is we break down the flavors. Chris, what do you think about the flavor of the cigar? Absolutely. Um, Immediately off the bat, this is what I got, folks. I got bitter and tangy. A lot of that's probably coming from the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. And then I got like a smidge of like woodiness from it. This was like a real crazy good earthy cigar with great. I mean, and when I say this, it was very rich in flavor from the get go. And even when there was a certain amount of spice up front, it was not an overpowering spice, even with the Nicaraguan binder and fillers that come with it. It was a very, very rich flavor. And it was a very, very good flavor. The one thing I will mention, though, um, it becomes more smooth as you smoke it. It's a very full-bodied flavor. like It's very full-flavored. Um, it doesn't change up a whole lot. Actually, it doesn't change up hardly at all, in my opinion, as far as those three notes, like bitter, tangy, woody, earthy, you know? Um, but it was just so packed full of flavor, and it was such right. a nice flavor. Um, I, I would say, I will say this. At the end, I did feel like it got a little bit spicier, which was kind of a nice closer. Um, but yeah, just a very consistently enriched flavor profile on this cigar. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, again. And sometimes I like to disagree with you, but I can't really. Um, I did get like a slight pepper rush up front, which mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that I've become more accustomed over time that I really didn't enjoy as much at first, but I really started to enjoy here as of recent. Um, on the cold draw itself, just to highlight something that I was anticipating getting more of a flavor impact long term is kind of a dark fruitiness, which I always love in a cigar. I always love a balance, a little bit of sweet, right? Yeah. A lot of cigars don't have that component and that's okay. They're still really good full flavor cigars that don't add in a, an element of sweetness, but this one I anticipated would have it and it did slightly. Slightly, yes. Um, what I also enjoyed about this cigar was some of that woody flavor that you get and more so on the retrohale. Now this is yeah. a very, very pungent cigar to retrohale. So I'd say be careful. Um, it is it is very full and in your face. Um, but all those, all that kind of wood and those earthy tones really are more exacerbated on the retrohale, which I like because it pulled out a ton of fucking flavor. Um, in addition to that, what I think I really liked was just the savoriness overall of this mm-hmm. cigar. Balanced out with a little bit of that sweet, which you get a lot of the earthiness and just balanced out with like a little bit of pepper. I see like for me, the pepper in this cigar is like the third wheel. It's like the little brother that's just tagging along. Mm. It's, it's there. Um, but it's not overly impactful, which I really like. The balance overall on the cigar seemed to just be very sensible. It seemed to be appropriate. Where some cigars that we smoke, we get a little confused by. I was like smoking this one all the way through going, this is absolutely amazing. And it's not an overly dynamic cigar, so you're not going to get a whole bunch of change-ups. You really kind of get a really good balance and complexity in this cigar that is long-lasting and remaining. Um, but what you get is just absolutely phenomenal. I really, really love the flavor of this cigar. I love the use of the Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. I love the flavors overall that expels when you're smoking it Mm -hmm. to me, really one of the cigars that I've smoked recently that has stood out 
far against some others that I've smoked. Like I was, I was thinking back and, and I did this, you know, we talk in terms of construction. Of course, I'm talking also in terms of flavor, like cigars that stand out in your head that you think about that you smoke and you go, fuck, that was like the, um, the Tatawahe Me Too that we smoked last year. For me, that cigar stood out so far away from other cigars that we smoked in such a pleasant way that I don't, I don't forget smoking that cigar mm. when I think about just the flavors it imparts. And that's what I'm thinking about this cigar too. In terms of the flavor, it's like this one's going to stick in my head for a long time because not only was it different, but it was so fucking enjoyable. I thought it was absolutely great. This cigar in totality for me was just hands down amazing. I had such a cool draw on it the whole time because there was never once where I had to relight it or correct it. And it, yeah. so it just burned at the right temperature and it really brought out those flavors. Um, man, it was, uh, it's, it's one of the closest things to perfection you can get. I think really in construction and burn yeah. and the flavor always being subjective. I get that the flavor was really good. Yeah. It very, was very really good. good. Very good. Very good. Um, so this pri- the price point on this cigar is close to $11 mark. So Chris, in terms of pricing bonus or Delta, what did you give this particular cigar? Oh, um, I, you know what? I think it's an, I think it's an amazing, um, cigar, uh, Sorry, I got to log in again for some reason. Closed out. Um, the construction and burn makes it a flawless, right? It's it's like best thing you could expect to have in a in a quality made cigar. Um, and the flavor was really good. Eleven bucks for robusto. Now you now you're now you're branching into toes the, the line. You're you're right at that edge. Like, is it overpriced or is it you know is it worth the price? Honestly, for what you get, I think I'm willing to settle for $11 for a Robusto. Not normally would I do that. Yeah. Especially on, on most cigars. I don't, uh, it's almost like it has to be like the most amazing flavor in the world for me to do that. Right. But I thought this was a very good one, and it's just undeniably one of the best constructions I've ever experienced and burned. It's worth to me. It's worth eleven bucks, right? So I was thinking something similar before I really started smoking the cigar. I go, okay, this is a robusto. It is more expensive than the original Miquirda, um, which I think typically comes in around like the nine dollar price point. So this is elevated in pricing. I'm talking about for the same Vitola, of course. Um, so the pricing elevation on this cigar is is, is I would say is actually significantly higher. You're talking about like a $2 variance almost um, for roughly the same size. So I look at this and I was thinking just even before we got into it, like this has got to be pretty lights out good. Cause if it's not, I kind of look at it in, in terms of other cigars and I go, man, it does seem like a, a fairly elevated price point And also in comparison to the original, I'm like, it's gotta be lights out good after smoking it to me is 100% worth the price point. Yeah. Like not even questionable at all. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't give it a pricing bonus, but I would say from a value perspective, it is, it is just right in line. Yeah. You being, you being a tricky truck, aren't you, Mr. Saka? You being a tricky truck. You're being a tricky truck. Um, all right. So that brings us to the final score. And assuming, obviously, I don't think that I ever did qualify. I said no pricing bonus, but no pricing Delta. You were the same way, of course. So what, what was your total score? Um, 10 points 
for construction. 20 points for burn, undeniably. And it passed the whole test with flying colors. I actually got to enjoy listening to a Styx track while I was waiting for five minutes out in the cold. <laughs> and then I gave it, this might surprise you, maybe not. It is a very good cigar, but I did give it a 25 out of 30 on flavor. Um, and that was mainly just because I was expecting a little bit more variance in, in the fillers and kind of the, the flavor profile, mm-hmm. but it was still fucking great what you got. It was the most enriched flavor of tobaccos I've had in a while. Right. Um, and then I think it was the right price for what you get. The quality of the cigar makes it worth the 11-ish dollars you can buy it at. That said, my score comes in at a 91.7%. Damn good score. Round that up to roughly a 92, but we'll average the two out. Yep. Uh, for myself, absolutely perfect construction. Again, if I could award, and it's not a part of our system, a pricing bonus to the construction of the cigar, I would, but we don't, so I didn't. Um, the burn of the cigar, absolutely, and in line and parallel with the construction overall, was absolutely fucking amazing, flawless. And I love cigars that you can smoke and you have just no challenges with them. That they burn as intended, as expected. You get a wonderful experience out of it from beginning to end. I couldn't have asked more in terms of those two components of the cigar. Now, in terms of flavor on the cigar, this is one for me that I had the same expectation that it was going to be amazing. And for me, it actually overreached what I thought it was going to be in terms of the flavor. This is one of the highest flavor scores I've ever given a cigar at a 27 and a half. I gave it a half Holy because shit. it's like 28 is like, fuck, that's like near perfect. And it wasn't perfect, um, but it was absolutely fucking amazing. It is just a cigar that I am, I am, I know that I'm going to enjoy for a very long time. This one for me is probably going to be a very consistent go-to yeah. until I burn myself out on it, but I'll still probably keep it in my humidor, just like I did the first uh, iteration of the Mikuda. Yeah. So I gave it a 27 and a half. That gives me a total score, no balanced pricing bonus or delta, of a 95.8. Woo! That is how much I fucking love this cigar. Now, Woo! balanced out between the two, it gives us a 93.75 in the score, which we, of course, round up to a solid 94%. Wowzers. It, dude, it was... I mean, it's really good. It, it, to, to, to me, so like just smoking this cigar, <clears throat> the other night when I was smoking it, uh, I was working on some other stuff, but I was smoking the cigar, and the whole time I just kept going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm. God damn, this is good. Like talking to myself. Like, like a dude in a porno video. And, and, and dude, I wanted to tell... Exactly. Ooh, ooh. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, nope. mm. here, here. Oh, yeah. Then, then, then. here I come. The, 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 oh, yeah. Fuck. I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I get you. I may have, or, I may have orgasmed him. I maybe four times, probably cigar, smoking the cigar. Cigarism, or right, whatever you want to call it. Smokeasm. Smokeasm. <laughs> That's what it is. Smokegasm. Um, definitely had a few smokegasms in there. It just, to me, I, I wanted so badly to text you or call you and be like, holy fuck. Yeah. But I didn't because of these review purposes. Chris and I are usually really good about not talking to each other yes. as to not influence what yes. the cigar is going to be. So I didn't say shit. I didn't say anything. Like, you review it on your own, I review it yeah. on my own. Um, and here we are. I mean, just to, to me, this is, I can't imagine, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't think there's going to be too many cigars that I smoke in the year 2020 that are going to beat this cigar. There will be some that will come close. I think there'll be ones that may be on the same level. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I hope there's ones that fly beyond the cigar, but right now I smoke this cigar and I go, this is going to be really fucking difficult to beat. It was that good. And the thing about it is like, it's not a very strong cigar. 
It's just fucking full. Yeah, it's just full flavored. Yeah. Full body gives a ton of like, fucking smoke production. Just absolutely incredible. Now, typically, I will baby cigars, and I, I, and I typically will smoke a Robusto in about an hour 30, hour 15. This one I did in an hour. What was interesting, it just burned so good. Like, you're constantly not being overwhelmed by nicotine, so you could really kind of smoke it like every... I want to say every 20 seconds. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, it's not, it's and not you, super nice. And you get you. through it in no time. And the flavors are really consistent. They're very strong. And if you like that real earthy, bitter, tangy notes from your cigars with just a very, very subtle spice and creaminess, um, it's like it'll be right up your fucking alley. And you'll give it the same score Corey gave it, which is a 95. 96 96 uh, but yeah close enough yeah um yeah and i would say in terms of folks looking to smoke this right i do think there's a complexity to this cigar that i think if you are if you've smoked long enough this is a great for cigar for you to try if you've been acclimated to other different types of cigars and you have um you have a love for the connecticut broadleaf wrapper type i would say absolutely you have to smoke this cigar but i could see this cigar being something that I don't want to say confusing, but may not as it be appreciated much by someone who doesn't smoke very often. So this is not someone I would I would not give the cigar to a beginner smoker I would at all. Agree with that. Would not give it to a novice because I just think that to them it's 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 gonna I don't want to say lackluster, but I again I think there'll be a lack of appreciation for what this cigar is to someone who hasn't smoked for a long time. So I would say enjoy this if you're someone who loves the Connecticut broadleaf wrapper type, who loves just really, really good solid flavors in a cigar. Um and for someone who's been smoking for a long time, I think no matter who you are, you're probably gonna appreciate this one. Yeah. Yeah. And there it and is. Th- and this isn't typically like I gave it a twenty five, right? And this isn't typically the flavors you get aren't typically my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I still true. gave it a fucking twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. It's a really you got to appreciate it for what it is. It's yeah. a great cigar. Um, I would say thank you very much for the Mequirda Tricky Traka Stevie Saka. It was great. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely wonderful. Um, let's wrap this up. We got some shit to do. Uh, I will say this kind of going back and forth with some ideas as far as creating a new YouTube series. There's some things that we're going to probably be doing video-wise that we haven't done before, more short-form content for video. The podcasts are up there so you can watch them. I know it's difficult to watch an hour-long podcast, but they're there for your visibility, right? We're going to be putting other content on YouTube that's probably going to be more digestible over a period of time, more short-form content, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can listen to the podcast pretty much all over the place. And of course, our website, visit it. We'll be loading up some of the video content on there as well. So we've got a ton of stuff in the works, ton of stuff coming. So we appreciate everybody obviously listening. And we appreciate for everybody who's visited the website because uh, the website numbers are looking pretty darn good. They're looking appreciate pretty that. darn good. Um, that's all I got. Um, I'm sure there's a PSA somewhere in here. Uh, that's all. Yep, that's it. Okay, <laughs> say today. Um, it was just like <laughs> you know when you kind of look up in your brain and you want to find something that's floating around and there's nothing. It's just a black void. Here's like, a PSA for everybody. There's nothing up there. Here's a PSA for everyone. If you're struggling with the dribbles, oh, that's true. You know how you have multiple methods to yeah. clean up your PP. You have the pull and tug. You have the shimmy shake. Yeah. You've got multiple options. So PSA for today is 
don't let those dribbles happen anymore. Clean them up. Yeah. Because your wife, your spouse, your girlfriend will appreciate it. Yeah, I think they need to make dick headbands. <laughs> what if they just made... So you know how condoms have the reservoir tip? Yeah. What if they just had a reservoir tip for pee-pee? Yeah. So, yeah. Just a... Yeah, like, yeah, like you said. Like, um, like a beanie. No, what's the... Uh, <laughs> what do... Um, what are the what the are the rags? What are the brothers? Gonna say what are the brothers wear? What are the brothers wear? Do rags, dude. We need a do rag for your ding dong. Yeah, dude. Oh, a and, ding rag. Yeah, uh, like That's great. Just to capture the extra moisture that comes from your wiener. Yeah, like antibacterial, maybe like some natural, like uh, like oils in it for like scent, dude. Cock cap, cock cap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah i like it um well there you go new invention we do yeah. that all the time on here thanks everybody for listening uh we will be back at you next week and next week we will be lining up um it's an interview i it's it's definitely different than what we've done in the past but it's one that i'm insanely excited about yes and that i actually, think everybody else will be excited about as well yeah and sometimes when you realize what you're dealing with, you just got to shake, shake, shake it off, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yep. You know, like you our pee. just shake it. Yep. Like our pee. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a little kid that's trying to potty train. You can sing them songs oh, for them yeah. remember. That's what I do every time I shake my piss out. Yeah. Just shake, 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 shake it. Yep. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. This concludes episode 136. We'll be back at you next week with episode 137. See everyone. Thanks everybody for listening to the podcast. How can you get a hold of us? You can get a hold of myself on Instagram at the Hot Ticket Pod. You can get a hold of Chris at Hot Ticket Chris. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other. And uh, we're also up on YouTube. So please subscribe on YouTube. You can watch all the videos there. Um, and please visit our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack. You can visit them at mycigarpack.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. We'd greatly appreciate that. Always helps. And until next time, enjoy, everybody. We'll be back at you next week with a new episode. See you.